Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. Away to Manger. Um, Away to Manger was written... Uh, started as a Lutheran Sunday school song, and it was written to help the kids understand the Bible, the nativity story, and what went down with it. Now, now listen, I, a lot of the things in the, in the carol itself is not maybe theologically correct. Maybe it doesn't have exact, but it has exactly what we need to know and what kids need to know in order to bring them to a place of understanding about this great night that God gave the amazing gift of Jesus Christ. Now, no one knows who wrote it. Some thought that Martin Luther wrote it, the, the founder of the Lutheran Church, but he did not. They don't really know who wrote it, but they know that it was an inspired story to talk about this amazing, tender, sweet baby Jesus, six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus in a manger. Those of you who know Talladega Nights know what I'm talking about. Um, six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus, sweet and tender in the, in the manger. And uh, here's some of the words, some of the lyrics that go with it. It says, away in a manger, no crib for his bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars bright in the sky looked down where he laid. Say it with me. The little Lord Jesus. What was he doing? Yeah, asleep on the hay. Such good rhyming. Such good rhyming. I want to focus today on a phrase in this last line here. It actually says it twice, and it says it throughout uh, the song, but the last line, what's the first four words? It says, the little what? The little who? Who is he? Lord. Lord Jesus. Now, in the word Lord, we sing that and we can say that, but we don't really know the the connotation that that really means, Lord, Lord. When we think of a Lord, we think of someone who uh, maybe is a kingly fellow that, uh, that has authority over people, and while that is true, the word Lord is going, I pray today, take on a greater meaning to you this holiday season than it ever has before. In fact, the key thought I want you to have today, if you have your notes, write this down. The key thought today is Jesus is Lord. Say that with me. Jesus is Lord. Let's say it again. Jesus Jesus is Lord. 740 times in the New Testament, this declaration is made that Jesus is Lord. 740 times, the, it's, it's one of the highest re, uh, recited or, or restated facts about Jesus in the New Testament, that Jesus is what? He is Lord. He is Lord. That he is Lord. Here's what it said in one of the most quoted verses. Look with me, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. It says, the shepherds were watching their flocks at night. And an angel shows up to him and says, do not be afraid. Why? I bring you good news of great joy that will fill, that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is what? He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus, the Son of God, yes. Jesus, the King of kings, yes. Jesus, the Savior of the world, yes. And Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. What does that mean? The listeners of that day and time would have understood what Lord meant instantaneously because they understood the idea of Lord. For example, if it would say Jesus is president, they would not have understood it back then. But we understand president as authority, as a person of power, and this is why we don't quite get it. So what does it mean for Jesus to be Lord? What does that mean? What does it mean for him to be Lord of your marriage? 
What does it mean for him to be Lord of your home? Lord of your dating life? What does it mean for him to be Lord of your job? Lord of your money? Mm -hmm. Lord of your time? Lord of your schedule, Lord of your school or college. He is Lord. What does it mean? Well, here's what the Greek word for Lord translates at. Kyrios, with a K, Kyrios. And Kyrios defined or, or broken down into our terminology today, it means supreme authority. It means controller it means he is Lord. Now, when I say authority, every one of you in this house probably don't have a problem with Jesus having authority over your life. In fact, you're like, yeah, he has authority in my life. Yeah, sure. When I say Lord, you're like, I really don't understand it, but sure, he can be Lord of my life. But when I tell you he is the controller of your life, some of you are going to have a little hard time with that one because you like to be in control. Yeah, don't look at them. Don't nudge them. Don't poke at them. Don't don't snicker. You know who they are. You like to have, you like to have your control. Jesus, take the wheel, but I got my hand on the, on the steering wheel just a little bit, just in case I got to jerk it over in the right lane, right? <laughs> Jesus, you're in control. You're in control of my life until you don't do or say what I want you to say. And then oh, stop, 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 Lord. Yeah, yeah. You're not in that control. You don't own that part. Because you like to be in control of your schedule. You like to be in control. Your kids make you so mad because they won't let you control them. You like to control them. You like, you have your control. Your husband won't do what he wants you to do. Your wife won't do what you, what she want, what you want her to do. Got to be in control. I got to, you know, it's okay, Lord. You can have most of my life, but I got to be in a little bit of control. I got to have my hand on the remote. I got to be controlled of the TV just a little bit. Jesus, you're Lord, but let's not get creepy and freaky about it, right? You're in control, but ha, don't make me a freak. Don't make me a nut job here, Lord. Don't ask me to do those crazy things. I just want to be a little bit of, I leave you a little bit of control, but God, I got the rest in my control. Why? Well, you're Lord. I honor you as Lord, and yet, technically, we don't make him Lord. He already is. You realize you haven't given God any authority. You haven't given God any, 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 any power. You have nothing that you've given God. Oh, well, Lord, I'll let you do this. You don't, you don't let God do nothing. Do you realize that? You don't let God do nothing. God chooses to do in your life what he wants or chooses to back off and not do what he wants in your life. You know that? That's real control. He is the control. He is the Lord of our lives. But here's two issues that I see with our lives today, two issues that I see uh, in our world today about this, this control, about this lordship, okay? The first thing is I want to give you two ways that we surrender our lives. The first one is this, partially surrendered life. We surrender part of our life to the lordship of Jesus Christ, to the controller of our life. And I got to tell you, this is a major, major problem in America, American Christians have the hardest time with this because we live in a free country. And we have freedoms of speech and freedom and rights that we believe we get to exercise. So therefore, we believe that when we come to Christ, we're, we're accepted and we're loved and we're forgiven. But by golly, I still have a right to do what I want to do and say what I want to say. We, we sometimes confuse the fact that if he's Lord, he's all, not part. See, we're, we're, a lot of times, we as American Christians, we come to God when we need him at the detriment of our life. When our lives are just horrible, we've been hurt, we've been talked about, we've been back, we've been lied about or rumored about, we come to God and we say, oh God, I'm so hurt, I'm so crushed, and we come to God and we ask him to heal our lives, or when our marriages broke down, and whenever we're not getting along, we're not communicating, not communicating well, and, and we're not saying the right things in our spouses, or it's not really gelling well together, we come to God, oh Lord, help us, but once we get everything figured out, 
And once we get everything good and everything seems to be flying right, and it seems like the bills are paid, and it seems like our spouse, we're getting along with our spouse, we don't want to kill them as much today as we did yesterday. And we, we can't kind of, we kind of go, okay, well, we got it, okay, good, thank you, God, now we're good. And we kind of do our own thing, and we kind of go back to the way that we were living before. See, Luke 6 tells a story about wise and foolish builders. He talks about the partial, the partially surrendered life and the fully surrendered life. The foolish builder thought he had his own plan, thought he could do it the way that he wanted to do it. Even though God may have known better, he had a better plan. And here in the, in it, it's, it's like God says, okay, are you going to do what I want you to do? Are you going to do what I tell you to do? Or are you going to do it your way? And so many times we have this lip service that we do to God that we don't really ever follow through with. A partially surrendered life uh, talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. A partially surrendered life goes through all the motions, posts all the right things on social media to make them look really spiritual, to put the facade out there that they have everything together, but deep down they haven't fully surrendered their life to God. Jesus, Jesus is not about a part-time Lord. He is not a part-time Savior. He is not a part-time controller. Jesus, you're number one, but I got these other things that come before you. I don't know how that math works, but apparently in some people that works. God, you're, you're in control of my relationships but I want to do what I want to do. You're in charge, you're in control, Jesus, of my finances, but I know that I'm supposed to return 10% back to you, but it's okay if I only do five or six. It's okay if I do one. It's okay if I spread it out here and there and, and I kind of do what I want to do. Why? Because you understand, God, you're gracious, God. Well, that's called partially surrendered life. Partially surrendered life. It's okay, God, that I don't give you a lot of time. I squeeze out my 25-day devotional, and that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you, God, because I'm too busy doing other things, watching, binging, keeping up on the Kardashians or whoever it is now. Here's what Proverbs 5, 3, 5, and 6 says in the partially surrendered version. It's not a real version. Just so you all know, don't go out of here and say Pastor Kevin is preaching heresy. This is a partially surrendered version. Here's what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with what? With some, some are part of your heart. Lean on your what? Your own understanding. You know better than God. You've got it figured out. He's got, he's got his, yeah, that was for Old Testament times. That was for back in the day. But I know better. So I lean on my own understanding. And in some of my ways, yeah, in a little bit of ways, God, I'll give you some things. And I'll, I'll return some things. And I'll do some things for you. I'll be kind to people. But in some of my ways, I'll acknowledge you. And you, God, because I'm part-time, you'll still bless my life. This is the partially surrendered version. Trust in the Lord with just a little bit of my heart, and God will bless me. God will take care of me. Again, Jesus is not part-time. Jesus is not a part-time Lord. He's not a part-time Savior. This is what Jesus said. Someone showed up and said, hey, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to live and I want to walk and I want to do what you tell me to do. And Jesus said, oh, do you? This man had a lot of good things in life, had a lot of money, had lots of houses and lots of cars and lots of wealth. And Jesus said to him, okay, you want to follow me? You want to come and follow me? Great. Go back and get rid of everything and then come back and follow me. And what did he do? The Bible says the man left because he was too great a cost. Jesus says throughout scripture, he says, you want to you want to follow me? You come. Everyone, come on, follow me. Whoever will, come follow me, Jesus says. But he also says this, when you follow me, you better be ready to take up your cross to follow me. That means it's not an easy path to follow Jesus. 
That means it's not always comfortable following Jesus. That means there are times that when the world goes one way, you have to go another because it's not a primrose easy path following Christ. Now, if you're partially surrendered, it's pretty easy because you get to pick and choose what you want to believe and what you want to follow. But here's what he says. He says, you want eternal life? You want to find life, Jesus says? You know how you find life? You lose your life. You want to follow? You want to find eternal life? You have to die to yourself, Jesus says. It's not the pick and choose. It's not the, well, I like that part. I like the blessings. I like the money coming into my life. I like God giving me a raise. I like all that stuff. That's good. Give me some of that. But before God can give you that, you must die to yourself and return to God what is already his, and that is our resources, our finances, our money. You say, well, you're preaching about money. That's right, because the Bible says <laughs> where your heart is, or it says where your, says where your heart is, well, it says something like that. <laughs> come to me in just a minute. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Number one thing Jesus preached about was money. You know why? Because he knew that money was going to be the number one cause to be us to be partially surrendered to him, not all the way. So just stop for a second. Can we just stop? Just take a breath. Just take a breath. Just close your eyes right there where you're at and just close your eyes and just think prayerfully. Are there areas of your life that you have not surrendered to God? What areas of your life have you not fully surrendered to God? Your marriage, your spouse, your kids, your school or your college, your money, your debt, your future. What areas have you not fully surrendered to God? Jesus is no part-time Lord. He doesn't want part-time followers. He's all in, which leads me to my point number two, if you would. Point number two, write this down. Not a partially surrendered life, but a fully surrendered life. Turn to your neighbor and say, fully surrendered. Fully surrendered. A fully surrendered life. Not the kind of Sunday Christian, come and go as you want, fill in the, fill in the chairs whenever you feel like it, wake up and worship God when you feel like it. Not, God bless America, we need God in America, so I'm going to come close to God. No, it is a fully, daily, dying to ourselves, all to the glory of God. That is the surrendered, fully surrendered life. It's not attractive. People aren't glamoring for it. In fact, you'll be made fun of a lot for doing it. You'll be mocked at. You'll be scoffed at. You'll be laughed and you'll be taught, called square. Bible thumper, holy roller. What's wrong with you? You're kind of, you're kind of a Jesus freak. Nut job. I can go down the list. I've been called them all. But here's what Romans says, Romans chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. He says, for we don't live for who? We don't live for who? We don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to what? Honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the If we live, we honor the Lord. If we die, we honor the Lord. Whatever we do, the honor belongs to the Lord. Why? He's the controller. Some of you are going to leave here today, and you're going to have to wrestle with this thought. He's the controller. He's the controller of your husband even though you may think he does the stupidest things ever. He's still in control of him. Ladies, stop trying to fix him and let the controller fix him if he needs to be fixed. He may not need to be fixed. He may need to be fixed by your terms, but maybe God says, he's okay, he's just a little stupid. 
right? It's okay. I, I'm stupid. I do stupid. We're stupid. Right? I admit it. Ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen, don't try to fix it. Let God do what only God can do. Here's a statement. I want you to write this down. I don't think it's in your notes, but it's just a thought that came to me. Jesus is either Lord of all or he isn't Lord at all. He is either Lord of every part of your life or he is not Lord of any part of your life. He is either to be considered in every decision you make or he's not to be considered at all. He's not to be put on the shelf and only pulled down whenever you think you need a major decision made. Well, it's a big one. Better pull in God. That's partially surrendered. Full-time, full-time Jesus means full-time followers. It means daily dying to what we want and living for what Jesus wants. It's not boasting about what we've acquired. It's boasting about what Jesus has done in our lives. When I look back at my life, I only have the family I have, and I only have the the finances I have. I only have the, the ministry that I have. I only am who I am to the glory of him because every day I have to die to Kevin Daryl Hardcastle. That's right, Daryl's my middle name. (laughs) Kevin Daryl wants his way. My dad, that's how my dad got on to me, you know? Kevin (laughs) Daryl! Thunder was coming, and it was going to not feel good on the backside. It was going to happen. Kevin Daryl, man. Mama said, Kevin Daryl, I was in trouble. I have to die to myself every day. Do I have thoughts? Do I have an opinion? Yes, but I have to die to myself every day. Do I want to do what I want to do? Yes. Paul said, the things I want to do, I, <laughs> things I, the things I do, I don't want to do. The things I want to do, I don't do. Why is this? Why? Because we have to die to ourself every day, fully devoted, dying to ourself. Jesus did it. He's our greatest example. Do you really think he wanted to go through what he went through through the brutality of the cross? Do you you really think that whatever the morning was that Jesus woke up and he realized he was just three days away from his death, that he realized in the next few hours of time he was going to be sold out by his friend, that he was going to be arrested and, and accused of things that he did not do? Do you really think that Jesus, any point, any time, he would have said, wait, 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 I'm, really, I'm only halfway in this thing. I didn't really mean what I said. I kind of changed my mind now. Can I change my mind? He never spoke a word. He fully surrendered his life unto God. And they beat him, and they whipped him, and they, he, he, he took the brutality of all of us. He took the brutality of the cross. He carried his cross all the way up. He laid his life down. He laid out his arms, and they struck him. They pierced him with nails, and they suspended between heaven and earth. Do you think at any point Jesus could have said, time out? I didn't ask for this. This is too much. Mm-mm. God, I, Father... I agreed, but I didn't know it was going to be this painful to go through this. So can I get out? I tap out. What did he do? Suspended between heaven and earth, fully surrendered to the will of God. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And there are going to be times in your life, and there are going to be situations that come in your life that you're going to feel like tapping out. There's going to be times in your life whenever you don't understand why you're getting hit the way you are or why, you're getting, why you feel suffering the way you do or you don't understand why you have this sickness that came on and the doctor said you only got three months to live and you're like, tap out, tap out, can I tap out? No, 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 a fully surrendered life to God says, okay, God, if you brought me to this, you will bring me through this. My marriage may not be what I think it should be, but you brought me to it, so I will trust you through it. And I won't try to fix him, and I won't try to fix her. I'm just going to rest and surrender to you. Fully surrendered life. Little 
Lord Jesus, asleep on the hay. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the over one. And here's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says in the real version. Here's what it says. It says, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on all uh, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. In what? In what? In, in what? How many? In all your ways. Acknowledge him. And what he will do, he will make your path straight. You may not understand why you're standing where you're at. You may not understand why you got to get rid of the friends that you got to get rid of because they're pulling you down the wrong path. You may not understand it right now, but if you acknowledge him, if you give him credit, he will direct your path. He will give you something that you can never get on your own. He's either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. He is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all, which do you want. He's either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. That word acknowledge in that last verse, that word in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge translates to yada. Turn to your neighbor and say, yada. Yada, yada. Not ta-da. Yada. Y-A-D-A. Yada means this. It's knowing intimately. Listen to that. It's knowing him intimately. It's, it's the word that was used with Adam and Eve saw each other. And they came together and they knew each other fully. And those of you who are married know what I'm talking about. If you're not married, shame on you. You should not know what I'm talking about. That knowing is an intimate connection that when we acknowledge God, we say, God, you see everything I am. You know everything I am ever going to be. And everything I've messed up, I ask you to help me. Everything that I'm going to do tomorrow and then I'm going to fail, I'm going to sin at God. Please help me to die to myself. And fully surrender to you, yada, yada. Fully surrender world. The world would say you would say to us in a partially surrendered way. Well, God is out there somewhere, and He's out there, and He's you know where is God? I mean, we have a pandemic on. Where is He now? A partially surrendered world, or I'm sorry, a partially a world that doesn't know who God is would say, you know what? Your money is your money. You've made your money. You've earned it. You've worked hard for it. It's yours. Keep it. It's all yours. Whatever, the, whatever you want to give to God, that's just because that's just you want to just be generous. So you're just such a generous person. You're such a generous person, but that's not yada. That's not full surrender. No, a full surrendered life, a fully surrendered life says, all right, today, God, is your day. How will you use me to help someone else out? Today is your day, God. So because it's your day, I have resources in my life, and maybe today you want me to give some of that away. You'll see somebody with a cardboard sign up, Standing on a corner, your partially surrendered life says, look at that person. They probably got a mansion. They probably drive a, some kind of Cadillac around here. They probably got it parked behind a building. They probably got a lot of money. They don't need my money. And you justify it away. Why? Because it's partially surrendered. But, but maybe a fully surrendered life says, you know what? I don't know what they're going through, and I can't judge them whether they are going really through it or not. But what I know is this. I have $10 in my wallet, and I'm going to give it to them. Why? Because, God, I know that that's what you would want me to do. Now, listen, don't go out of here saying that you've got to go give $10 to every person that has a cardboard sign. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a fully surrendered life doesn't negotiate. A fully surrendered life obeys. You obey. You get in a fight with your kids. They may, have, they may be completely in the wrong. A partially surrendered life says, I'm the parent. They are under my authority. They will listen to me. A fully surrendered life says, all right, I got to find a way to make peace here. I got to find a way to make resolution. So, hey, can we talk? I lost my temper on that thing. I overreacted. 
sorry. Can you forgive me? You're like, what? I can't ask my kids to forgive me. They'll have power over me. Who's in control? The Bible says this in Matthew 7, 21. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? In your, in, in your name, drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. You know why we never knew? Because either Jesus is Lord of all or he isn't Lord at all. We either know who he is and we either do what he asks us to do and we allow him to be in control of our lives or we don't give him any part of our lives. Father, please help us today. Help us today to see the hard truth. That God, honestly, every single one of us in this place, every single one of us have areas of our lives that we have not surrendered to you. Every single one of us, God, have, have areas that we haven't fully devoted to you. There's, there's, we compartmentalize our surrender to you, God. That's the partial surrender. We, we say, okay, God, you can have this, but don't touch this. You can have my, my kid who's caused me lots of heartache and lots of pain and lots of suffering. You can have that, but, but God, don't touch this area of my life. God, you can have, you can have uh, all the things that I already own and possess, but, but I want authority just to get what I want to get. I don't want to return to you any kind of money. I just want to live, and I want to live my money for myself because why? I, I know better than you, God. I know how to handle my money better than you do, and yet you're in debt. You're in debt. You're stressed out, you're maxed out, and you don't know which way to turn. You know why? Because you're partially surrendered. God calls us to a deeper surrender. He calls us to a full surrender. And some of you right now, I had you think of an area where you were partially surrendered. I just want you right there where you're at. Just close your eyes. Bow your head and just ask God to help you in that partial surrendered area. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.